0: 99 per month get your free trial today at powerslam.tv
1: hey wrestling fans this is gary michael capetta and you're listening to the all night long wrestling podcast with the enforcer and the stallion
0: Welcome back to another edition of the all night long stallion cast. Where What we're going to do, we're just going to videotape the stallion's life 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It'll be like the Truman Show. And that's what we're going to do in 2020 for the all night long wrestling podcast.
1: I think it's probably, um, you've seen the movie Saw, right? The Saw movies, where there's just like people in the basement chained to stuff and they just have to saw their leg off. That's pretty much what it would be like, um, you know, if we videoed it. So, I mean, you if have, people are into that. I know there's a demographic out there. I'm, I, you know, people that are into like that hardcore, you know, um, stuff. That's what it would you, be like. If, wait, you,
0: know, we, you, have, you have people in your basement?
1: No, I meant like me. Like, it would be me. I would be,
0: it's like I'm, you know, theoretically. Oh, like we would be watching you saw off your own leg. Yeah, that's correct, yes. I, I believe the, um. actually, I just saw a video like that with Shotzi Blackheart, uh, true story. But uh, I believe the term is Gorn. That's, that's it. A, yeah, it's a thing.
1: Well, <laughs> well played. Yeah, yeah. Gorn.
0: Learned a new one today. But welcome back. We uh, were off last week because it was Thanksgiving and, uh, well, <laughs> most of us were off, but. Joe had to work, so that's, that's really what we just got done talking about. We are back uh, this week, and the biggest news of the week is that Retribution had a great segment on main event.
1: Just, just Did you say news or nudes? Because the shotsy. Okay, no, you're talking about wrestling news is what you're saying. Okay. No? I, I couldn't hear. My hearing is going in my old age, so it's hard for me to sometimes...
0: Back to wrestling. Uh, that's cool because usually I say shit that makes things awkward with an awkward, dramatically long pause. So I feel better that we started off the show hot. You're, uh, you've had a rough week, rough couple days, rough 30 something years, and uh, it's just rolling right into this week's edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. So today's discussion is going to be focused around tomorrow's AEW pay per view like. Card called Winter is here. If you follow Game of Thrones, which I do not, you would know that that is a thing. I don't follow Game of Thrones, Joe. Do you?
1: No, I I don't. I know people call it GOT for short. I think is that a thing?
0: Uh, yeah, like the Grills of Destiny too, like GOD, GOT, Got. <laughs> hey, they got to get some. No, um, yeah, and apparently Tony Khan said today that they were able to talk to the company. I think it was HBO that makes Game of Thrones and able to get the, the licensing and stuff to use that terminology, which I think is pretty cool. However, they are doing a fantastic job promoting tomorrow's show. There are cool graphics. Um, all the wrestlers have them. They're building up the main event of the night, which is the, you know, clearly John Moxley, your AEW world heavyweight champion, taking on Kenny Omega. Um, I'll go down the card real quick and then we can get into it we will start at the bottom. Now we're here. DMD, Dr. Britt Baker takes on legit Layla Hirsch. Frankie Kazarian taking on Chris Jericho. And what I believe somebody said, or maybe it was said in the promo, was their first singles meeting together, which is uh, it's pretty amazing considering they've been in the game for almost a combined 60 years. Um, next up, Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse. Taking on uh, Darby Allin and Cody Rhodes. Um, and then the Dynamite Diamond Ring Battle Royal, Adam Page, Alex Reynolds, John Silver, Sammy Quaravada, uh Matt Hardy, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, Matt Seidel, Scorpio Sky, Sean Spears, Orange Cassidy, Kip Sabian, Miro, Wardlow, and Maxwell Jacob Friedman, better known as MJF. And like I said earlier, the main event of the night, John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. Joe, on paper, what sticks out to you? I'm sorry, I, I it's terrible time for me to say that as you're drinking a glass of water, you're probably parched. I'm a piece of shit. No,
1: no, no. I so you mean like as far as the card itself or the wrestlers there or yeah, or
0: wrestlers just, there, wrestlers not there, just an overall quick glance at it.
1: Um, no young bucks, I think. Um I yep, from what right. I you know, from what you mentioned. Um I'm sure they'll be on the show in some capacity, but yeah, no uh no tag titles. I, they didn't. Mean, I don't know what FTR is uh, up to as far as if they're going to be back this week or in in the in near future. I know they did a p- promo last week, so uh, so that's what stands out, I, I guess, as far as people not there. But uh, the Moxley and Omega match has been pretty well built in the period of time that they've had to build it um, over the last maybe four or five weeks. So I'm looking forward to that. I think there's a lot of questions around. What they're going to do with the title, there was some speculation of if Moxley was going to go work in New Japan. I know you sent me some information today from Tony Khan indicating that Moxley was not going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. I know Kenny Omega has a bout in Mexico, I want to say, in December. I think so, uh, where he's defending the title that he has from that promotion. So there's some conversation about that as well, even though apparently you can lose the title on a countout or disqualification. There, So there's a lot of stuff and factors in there outside of just what's the right move for AEW to make with their title, and then some other things that we can get into as we go through the, the matches.
0: You know, part of me doesn't mind not having FTR and the Bucks on the show. Clearly, I think they're two of the greatest tag teams in the world, and they're like the money guys for the business. But, you know, you want to space out these shows that you, you only run once a week. You can't have the same guys on a show every single week, so maybe we'll get some Young Bucks NFTR the week after. Um, but... You know, I don't want to say it's a one-match show because top to bottom, it's a solid wrestling card. But the main event, you know, trumps over uh, <laughs> over everything. Um, so, we, without uh, further ado, let's let's start at the bottom here. Uh, Doctor Britt Baker versus Legit Layla Hirsch. Joe, what do you got?
1: I am not terribly familiar with Layla Hirsch, so I, I mean, but really, I, we've been saying for a long time now that. Britt Baker should be the focal point of the women's division and and where the title should go next. So I will stick with uh, Dr. Britt to uh, get a win here on, on dynamite.
0: Layla Hirsch is a, um, she's a little spark plug, man. She's short, compact. She's a a true wrestler. I believe she, yeah, she wrestled um, Lindsay snow at, um, at uh, Josh Barnett's, Uh, Bloodsport, she's a very Matt-based wrestler, and frankly, if Team Taz is going to add a woman to the Team Taz uh, faction, I think legit Layla Hirsch would be perfect for that role. However, it's too much too soon, and Britt Baker gets the win, and uh, hopefully climbs up the ranks in the women's division. Next up, we have that first-ever singles match between Chris Jericho and Frankie Kazarian.
1: Um, I think that you know, this is a spot where, you know, maybe they just want to have what amounts to a good match between these two guys. I, I think that this is you know, something Jericho should get a singles win here. He suffered a few singles losses over the last several months to orange Cassidy and MJF. So I would expect these guys to go maybe 10 to 15 minutes and uh, Jericho to get a victory in this match as I guess the inner circle and SCU will be feuding here, maybe going forward.
0: Yeah, I would agree with you um, every step of the way on that one. You know, Frankie Kazarian is, uh, what do the kids say, low-key, right? He's like low-key one of the most entertaining singles wrestlers that nobody talks about. He's had some just great matches. He had a match with um, Adam Page that stole the show uh, a couple of them, probably last month or so. I think it was in the uh, the Eliminator tournament. He's doing um, a lot of single stuff. Um, on AW Dark 2 and he's uh, working with these younger guys. The dude is ageless. I don't know how old he is so off the top of my head. I also don't know. How, I think he's like 46 maybe if that sounds right to you, Joe. Uh, 43 he's- years old. Frankie Kazarian. Oh, I have a hot take. You ready for this? You ready? That's sure. So I'm, yeah. Frankie Kazarian at 43 years old is a better in-ring performer than AJ Styles is at 43 years old. Wow. That is
1: strong. Strong takes. I'm not... I mean, I think you can... That hunter agree
0: yeah okay he's like dad what the fuck he's a huge aj styles fan um yeah see frankie to me he hasn't really changed his game much he's been he he's so good at what he does and he he just does it against anybody um also maybe we haven't had a chance to see aj do anything of note in the last couple of months, which is why I say that. But consistency, Frankie Gazarian is there. Um, it's not like Jericho losing here or putting over the younger talent either. I mean, let's be honest. So I think Jericho is going – Frankie Kazarian is going to be the Frankie Gazarian role. He's going to put on a, like you said, probably a 10- to 12-minute match, and it's going to be a damn good match, and he's going to make Jericho look better um, than Jericho probably is at this stage in his career. And uh, Jericho is going to get the clean W here. Next up, we have the uh, Team Taz versus Darby On and Cody Rhodes. Again, Team Taz is Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, I'm going to go with Team Taz here. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs, a formerly known as FKA. Will Hobbs is a um, recent addition to Team Taz. Team Taz has been recruiting him. Um, and I think... There's not a lot of cohesiveness between Darby Allen and Cody Rhodes, so that can lead to uh, some issues. Maybe Darby taking the pin and leading to a um, you know future program with, uh, with Cody and Darby. Is it time for Cody Rhodes to turn heel? I don't know. There's a lot on the table here, but what should not be on the table is a loss for Team Taz.
1: Yeah, so I agree that, that Team Taz should win here. The thing that's interesting to me is – They did a match a couple weeks ago where I believe it was Ricky Starks and Brian Cage against Cody and Darby. And Brian Cage pinned Darby to win that match for Team Taz. So I don't think they should be losing here. Um, But I don't think that Darby should be getting pinned again. I feel like that would be not good. So maybe I'm going to change it up and say Cody and Darby win Darby pins, or somebody pins Ricky Starks to even it up, and then Brian Cage comes out to, you know, mess with some
0: things. You're pinning AEW Stark, bro. Well, I
1: mean, you can't. They're not going to pin uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, excuse me. And uh, Brian Cage isn't in the match. He's the FTW champion. They made a big deal out of that, so I don't think they're going to do that. Um, but you know, so unless Cody takes a pin, I mean, if they want to do that, they can. They can. I wouldn't. I would not be a fan of them pinning Darby again after he won. The TNT title, and then got pinned in a tag match by Brian Cage, and then would get pinned again here by either Starks or Hobbs. So
0: yeah, I would, uh, I would agree with that. That's, uh, that's,
1: I wouldn't do that. So,
0: and I know people were like kind of down on Team Taz until last week when Taz and Cody had one of my favorite segments of the year when you saw Taz get physical, and why that was so cool. Um, Taz, I think Cody asked Taz if Taz is such a badass. Why is Taz's son Hook? Training with Cody. Taz dropped the mic, walked away, and then he stretched him. Put him mm-hmm. in the old Taz mission, the cotton of Hajime. And like I said, why that's a big deal is the last time I think Taz has gotten physical might have been with Lawler at one night stand. He might have been TNA. I'm not sure. But Taz isn't one of those guys that, uh, you know, takes bumps or does anything. The man's retired and he's retired. But that was... It was cool. He dropped the mic. It was just like a very real, holy shit. I can't believe he said that segment. Um, so that was uh, that was cool. And I'm, I'm into the Taz and Cody Rhodes storyline. I'm here for it. As the children, the youths say <laughs> next up the battle Royal for the AW dynamite diamond ring. Do you need me to read the, okay. no, uh,
1: Cause I had an idea of what I think should happen when you read off the names the first time, well, I'll give you two things, right? One of them is my idea. And one of them is an idea I heard elsewhere from Brian Alvarez specifically.
0: Okay. Uh, before you know, what can I go first? Then? Cause I don't want to look like I'm jacking one of your ideas. Yeah. Go
1: for it, buddy. That's good.
0: Cool. Uh, I'm going to say Wardlow wins here. Um, I feel like they've been teasing some Wardlow and MJF dissension and the slow burn to the Wardlow and Jake Hager. Uh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Jake Hager Um combustion, whatever you want to call it, is uh is cool. They're very, like, they always give each other dirty looks, and it's, you have to be paying attention to it. They don't like each other. So uh, I'm all in for that. But I think, actually, Wardlow wins here.
1: So the idea is kind of similar, uh, but I had Sammy Guevara winning, I think, uh, because him and MJF have uh, not been getting along, right, with the whole inner circle thing. So I could see, and it seems like they're ready to push Sammy. I know we talked previously about him possibly going babyface, So I, that was my, that's going to be my prediction is that Sammy wins the battle Royal and the ring. Technically he's still a heel. He'll have the, and he could, you know, have some interaction with MJF perhaps to further build dissension within the inner circle. The idea that I heard from uh, Brian Alvarez on wrestling observer radio was that uh, Kip Sabian win, and then have that be the ring that he gives Penelope Ford. And then uh, a year from now, when he loses the battle Royal, he has to take it back. Uh, from from her <laughs> to get married,
0: so, that's so, actually pretty funny.
1: It's funny, yeah. I don't know that, that they would do that, but it's 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 a funny idea. So I just wanted to mention that I heard that. You know, credit to those guys, but yeah, officially I'm going to say Sammy Guevara wins.
0: Okay, so you're going with Sammy Guevara. I'm going with Wardlow. Um, and then main event: champion John Moxley versus challenger Kenny Omega. Lots of question marks going into this match. Who laid out John Moxley two weeks ago? Where do the Bucks stand? Is the cleaner back? A lot of questions surrounding the main event. So I will let you uh, kick it off. Well, yeah. So
1: there's a lot of intertwined stories here between, like you said, the Page and Omega tag team breakup, the finals of the Eliminator tournament, which Omega won, the Young Bucks winning the tag titles again. Page kind of not joining in the celebration. He was waiting in the in the rampway. So. And then, of course, like you said, the, the mystery with, with who attacked Moxley—we don't know who that is. Um, I, some people speculated that it would be Lance Archer as like an obvious pick, and now it seems like he's babyface. So, um, overall, I think this is the the right time for them to put it on Omega. I think it would not be a bad thing for them to have a title change on Dynamite either. Their next pay per view is February, I believe. So to keep oh. it on, what's that? gear revolution revolution i think is in february so you're talking about another like two to three months of stretching this out now they could do that but they also don't like to do schmaz or dq finishes especially in their big matches so i think they'll probably try to stay away from that and i don't think they should pin omega that would seem counterproductive to me if they're going to go do another rematch so i, I think that omega will win uh, whether moxley goes to new japan or not based off of whatever Tony Khan said, I don't know, but he is eventually supposed to have a match with Kenta there. Um, And they could always do a rematch with them at the February pay-per-view being that Moxley beat Omega last year in the lights out match. And then Omega would have potentially then won this match here. Um, They could always do a third one at the pay-per-view to try to draw uh, people to buy that. So I I think it's the right time to change it to Omega. And there's a lot of different uh, directions and stories they can Provide after that, so I'm going to go with Kenny to uh, win the AEW title on Wednesday.
0: Yep, I'm going to go with the cleaner too. Um, I think it's going to be a fantastic hell of a match. The build up has been strong. They did the countdown to Winter's coming last night, which I watched. Um, they they've done a, just a, such a good job building it up. A lot of intertwining storylines going into it. Buster cannot wait. He is stoked. So is Chance. Um, See, here's my thing. It was clear to everybody, the insiders, the smirks, if you will, that Moxley was going to lose because he was going to go to Wrestle Kingdom and he has to quarantine and stuff like that. So even if that is the case, even if that's true, Tony Khan coming out today and saying that John Moxley will not be going to Wrestle Kingdom and wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom is really smart. Because it's giving you another, another angle. You're like, oh, well, I, I was so sure he was doing this, but now we don't know. So even if he's, it's a bold-faced lie, which it might be, he's doing it to save the predictability of the match, which I give him a ton of credit for. And I like that addressing of the fans. Um, the couple of things going into it, too, are who laid out um, John Moxley. There was a, a picture circulating that the way John Moxley was laid out was shaped like the hanged man tarot card. So it could be hanged man Adam Page. Another idea was that it could be Kenta. And you might see the New Japan um, US heavyweight title defended in AEW. I don't know. And I'm here for all of it. Like all of this shit that I'm saying sounds great. I don't care what it is. Um, I don't know the outcome of this of of like the outcome of the match I'm pretty secure on, and I, I really think Kenny Omega's gonna win, but I don't know how we're gonna get there. So kudos to AEW for putting on a very compelling storyline at the top of the card to headline what Tony Khan initially says it um is a pay-per-view card on free TV, free TV, because he doesn't want to saturate um with pay-per-views. So I am, uh, I'm a very excited about winter is here. I'll be watching it live. Uh, Joe, will you be watching it live?
1: I will be watching it live tomorrow night. Um, You're
0: like not you going to watch NXT live. Mm. I mean, I'll
1: DVR it and uh, perhaps watch it at a later yes. time. Um, That's just to, just last, I wanted to mention, I, we talked about it earlier. I just was looking up as you were going through some of that. The triple mania is December 12th. In Mexico City,
0: Mega. Uh, it's a week. And from- uh,
1: Kenny Omega is the Mega Champion there. He's going to be facing Laredo Kid on the
0: that Maga show. Champion.
1: Uh, Mega like Mega Man.
0: Oh, like Kenny Omega. Oh God, that would be such a good gimmick if he wanted it's to the go one. The one.
1: So okay. I guess he's going to be going to Mexico City in the next two weeks. So I don't know. I know that's going to work either. So I mean, if he's you know, as you were saying before about Moxley in Japan. Omega going to Mexico. I assume that the same quarantine rules and stuff would apply. So I oh, don't know.
0: That's Mexico.
1: It's it's a free for all. I uh, I don't know. I don't. Okay. I'm gonna take. I don't know. I don't know the uh, that's, official that's rules. I didn't know it was that close.
0: Yeah, that's. Um, I had no idea the show was that close. That's cool.
1: It, just looking at it, it was apparently it was supposed to take place in the summer, and it got postponed until now because of COVID. So that's what they're doing. Somewhere in Mexico City. And he's going to be wrestling on that card, defending that title. So, if that still happens, he would go there in a similar situation where he's a champion there, you know, defending that title. He would potentially be the AEW World Champion at that time if he wins on Wednesday. So, there's a lot of, a lot of things in the air that I think like cr- creates the uncertainty, uh, which he- I think helps, you know, draw more interest at least for me in, in watching the match, yeah. not knowing what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, but also to, like with a w yes a hundred percent agree about the uncertainty but like they don't just flip-flop the title right so the title means something john moxley's had it for over a year now close to a year
1: i think he won it at revolution and yeah
0: so we're coming up on revolution. a year you know like yeah. the title has prestige when that like the same thing with the tag team title when they're I almost the revival when ftr lost to the young bucks it meant something They've built up um, in a little over a year, a year and two months, they've built up some prestigious titles that I'm invested in to see who, um, who carries them forward. So it, it should be a, uh, a really good show. Tony Khan also said, since the show is live tomorrow, they are allowed the overrun on TNT until the main event ends. So. Oh, cool. Uh, I think our buddy BT from the marked out wrestling podcast was the first one to respond and said, he says, Oh, cool. So we don't have to worry about Chris Lee best coming on right after. <laughs> So uh nope, we don't. So just like uh you you your SmackDown, Chrisley following you. No, it seems like um Tony Khan is free reign here on T N T. So um it should be uh it should be a good show, man. And speaking of good shows, you and I haven't had a chance to talk about it, but I'm pretty sure NWA Shockwave returns today.
1: Yeah, NWA Shockwave, I believe, comes out today.
0: I don't is it for the general gen pop general population today? Or is yeah. it I think Gen Pop might be tomorrow and the Patriots okay. will to be today. All right. Um, right. But, the, you know, between NWA coming back, Ring of Honor coming back, and we have Ring of Honor Final Battle coming up a little over two weeks, um, there's a lot of good professional wrestling to look forward to. I'm, uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for tomorrow nights. Winter is coming. The war is here. Um, cool taglines and all that stuff make sure you follow along at all of our social media outlets at all night long wp and make sure you go on to youtube where you're finding this video at least and subscribing to wrestling headlines those are our guys the guy behind the guy they post all of our shows on there um, and support them as they support us and be sure if you're looking for some uh, for some gifts for the holidays well, I'd be a little late, but if you're looking for some gifts for the holidays, check out our friends over at Born Scum Clothing Company. Use the promo code All Nights Long. Take 10% off on top of your order, which, whatever they're running right now for Black Friday, I think it's 40% off. Throw that on top, save yourself some money, and tell them the guys at the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast sent you. That's it for another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your host, He's the Stallion. I am the Enforcer, and we're dabbing out.